0: Episode 38 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast, how your story can have impact and influence. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. The mission of this podcast is to help you turn your dream of having a small business into a reality and to provide you with enough tips and tools so that when you decide it's finally time to launch, you'll be more profitable quicker because you've built a solid foundation for the business. Maybe you're in a job you don't like and you're looking for something different and you're wondering if starting a business is a better path for you or maybe you're doing well in your career, but retirement's coming and you just want to be prepared for life version 2.0. Whatever the situation you're in, you're here and I'm glad to have you. Welcome. I, I hope to provide enough value and helpful content for you so that you subscribe and automatically get all the new episodes. So let's dive in. So we know that the goal of every business is sales. So without it, the business dies. Plain and simple, you need to sell your products or services one way or another. There's a lot of ways to do this, but you know, currently, a huge gap between your target market and you, and you need to close it. You need to build a bridge, and then they can, and then get them to walk over it. Right. So now this can happen one step at a time, over time, or. You, know, you might have found a way to close that gap a lot faster. Fantastic. But uh, people don't normally buy something the first time they see it or hear about it. And normally, it takes a few times for people to warm up to you or your product or service and help them get through the sales process. And if you've been listening to this podcast recently, you, you'll already know about the know, like, trust, try, buy process. Right? Simple, but not easy. So how do we close that gap so that people will buy our product? What bridges do we need to build? Do you just talk about your expertise and how great you are? Do you just talk about your products and services and how great they are? Or is there another way that's proven to be successful? Well, if you watch TV or listen to the radio, you, you, you might be in the habit of you know, partially tuning out when it comes to the commercials. I, I can't blame you. Uh, I spent many years muting the TV during commercial time. But now I'm going to ask you to pay attention to at least some of the commercials. If you watch or listen closely, you'll see a pattern with their message and how it's delivered. These commercials spend a lot of advertising and research dollars in making all these ads. And uh, believe me, they they know what they're doing. Uh, more and more ads are persuading people to buy through the use of stories. And some really tug on the on emotions more than others, but they use a blend of, of emotions and logic. But we'll get into that later on. But for now, I just want to talk a little bit about stories in a different way. Your story. How can you use your story to get your products and services into the hands of customers who need it? Those who bridge the gaps win. if you can use your story to build a connection with your target market and get them moving in your direction, they'll start coming to you. Uh, As Kendra Hall puts it in her book, Stories That Stick, is there a way to simultaneously capture attention, influence, and transform audiences, how do you build bridges that last and close the gaps once and for all? Well, the answer is storytelling. In the end, stories are what stick, and and more and more advertisers are are using them. But there's many different kinds of stories, and it's not possible to go through them all. So I'm just going to talk about one in this episode, the founder's story. But before we get into the founder's story, we need to go over the components of of a great story. Again, according to Kendra Hall, the the four things great stories should have are an identifiable character, authentic emotion, a significant moment, specific details. Now, the details are about being human, not about numbers or stats. Since the story is about you, your company or you know how you can sell your products and services, the founder story will be used to give yourself the credibility you need to bridge the gap. You'll be the hero, so to speak, in this story, but we're going to do it in a way that you know, you know, it'll give the listener a natural emotional connection without bragging about you. So the first element, identifiable character, will be you, of course, or if you're not the founder, then whoever the founder of the company is. The second element, authentic emotion, doesn't refer to the story listener, but rather the emotion felt by the main character in the story, you. No emotion means no empathy. No empathy means reduced impact. Remember, you want to build that emotional bridge between your target audience and you. The third element, a significant moment, this will be the turning point of an event that fans that spark into a flame, so to speak. And stories that are too broad, too vague, or too general just aren't going to be effective. But these three elements are, are all part of the overall framework of the story. You know, how is the story framed? What's well, framed with these things? And stick with me here, I'll explain. Normal, then explosion, then the new normal. So let me add some context to these things for you. Normal is the way things used to be, the old normal. Explosion, well, this is when something happens, something significant. This is a part of the story where you have to have that uh, there has to be a better way moment in the story, the struggle that leads to victory. And new normal, well, this is where things are different now, right? The situation uh, evolved. OK, so that's the framework. So let me give you an example of a founder story by reading mine. Now, it's, you know, five to six minutes long, but I, I think it needs to, to be that in order to have that emotional impact I'm shooting for and to include the framework I just mentioned. Now, this is going to be the long version of the founder story. OK, and, and I have been working on uh, different smaller increments of the founder story, but it, I think it's better to start with a longer version and then pare it down a little bit and then test it out to see if it's still effective. What I don't recommend is that you, you come up with a, a version that's so short, it doesn't allow for that uh, natural progression of, of normal explosion, the new normal, and, and to have that emotional impact, okay? So work out the balance for yourself and see what works for you. Again, this is my long version, and uh, I, I did a, a shorter five-minute version for Loom. I did a Loom video for Founder Story uh, and had to pare it down a little bit and uh, go through it a little bit faster. But so here's my Founder Story i would say that my entrepreneurial journey started at the age of 13 when i i got my little paper route in the city of cohoes new york i still remember the little office the times record newspaper had on the same block as where we lived i was nervous at the time wondering what i just got myself into i never had a job of any kind to compare to this it was truly my first money-making endeavor I didn't realize this at the time, but here I thought I was taking a risk with them, but they were taking a much larger risk with me. I remember it was all very new to me and I had a huge learning curve, but after a while I got into the routine of the route and ventured into other streets and was able to add an 11-story senior housing building to more than double my route from 40 customers to 110. I then saw the power firsthand of building my little business and having my income double as well. I remember the thrill of having my first bank account and saving up for things I wanted and knew my parents just couldn't afford to buy me. I had that little entrepreneurial bug neatly tucked into my psyche. Jumped to post high school, where I go to get an education in IT, found my IT niche and ran with it. Worked different jobs and increasingly better roles, but was watching a large chunk of the IT world go by because I was stuck in this narrow role of Unix field service on proprietary systems, spending most of my time just driving around a third of New York State day in and day out. At the time, I thought there was job security in staying with the same company, but after 13 years and four buyouts, the management was very different, very unprofessional, and had the just do it or be fired mentality. I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted, But I knew what I didn't want, and I didn't want that job. I lost my promotion in the last buyout, and it was clear to me that I was going in the wrong direction with this company. There had to be a better way, and I was determined to find it. So I quit. To try to catch up a little bit uh, for the world of everything Microsoft, because you know Apple wasn't so huge at the time, uh, I was taking a systems engineer class and, and met a man named Ray that impressed me with how he portrayed his IT business and the opportunity for growth, he said, that existed. We'd make a fortune, you and me, if we team up together, he said, Tom, you take on the IT part of the business and I'll run the backside of the business. Well, sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> Sounds impressive and it was all very tempting. Sounds like we compliment each other that way, right? Well, in a normal business relationship with a normal person, I tend to agree, but little did I know that he was just coaxing me in to use me and take me for as much as he could. So he convinced me to join his business and I said I'd be a, a partner and give it a year to see how it goes. The very next day, I got a phone call as a follow up to an interview that I had uh, uh, on a job that I wanted to be, to be a Unix server admin for a great local healthcare HMO. It was my dream job, what I always wanted to do, but I turned it down because I had already told Ray I would join him in his business for a year as a so-called partner. Even though no papers were signed, uh, to me, I had given my word and felt that I should honor that. He turned out to be big on talk and short on results. As time went on, I saw his true colors. After seeing how unethical he was as a person, how he wanted to run the business, and how he treated me and the clients, I I just couldn't stay with him any longer and left that business to start my own. Staying with Ray would hurt my reputation, and I just couldn't let that happen. I was now married at the time and had two kids, so hurting my reputation would hurt the family. After a few months, I made it official and started Net Essentials Incorporated. I nearly tripled my income the first month. I I, I didn't have a roadmap or a coach and just wandered down the path of trial and error as a new solopreneur. Uh, I could have easily been more successful if I had known some basics about sales, contracts, passive income, and outsourcing. I eventually figured out some things on my own, but it took a while. Uh, A lot of lost time and money because I was just trying to figure everything out on my own. Even now, when I read about business plan strategies and tactics, I keep telling myself I wish I knew these things when I first started out 20 years ago. I could have saved a lot of time and money and would have been able to grow the business much faster and easier. Things like laying a good foundation for the business before you officially launch, building a team and outsourcing, the power of copywriting self-evaluation testing to know my strengths and and, and how to turn that into my zone of genius so I don't waste my time on things I shouldn't be doing. Even today, I'm still working uh, on my business to help others find that better way for them so that they don't go through the same struggles that I went through. Now, I'm committed to helping people work through the process of launching their business by having a step-by-step strategy in advance so they don't wander down the same path I took of trial and error. So please learn from my mistakes. Learn how not to waste years of valuable time, energy, and money. So that was my founder story. And the intent here is to humanize the business or or, or the founder myself, and remind people that behind the logo, behind the product, and behind the services is a real person who started it all. Having that emotional connection will help draw them over that bridge you're building. So what's your founder's story? Everybody has a story. And and even if you haven't launched your business yet, I think it's still important to have your story down, both on paper and in your head. So you'll know how to promote yourself consistently. and Spend some time going through your story within the framework of normal explosion and new normal. Use these details of the past to, to tell your story in a way that explains you know, how you're meeting the needs of your ideal customer and solving the problem they might have. Well, don't like your story? Well, this is where you can create a new one. Am I telling you to lie? No. <laughs> but what I mean is that every time I went through a significant life pivot, I was creating a new story. Ever get fired from a job before? I did. And I used that event to chart out a new path. Ever lose someone from you know, death or go through a divorce? Well, unfortunately, I did. And, and I used that time to beg God for a new direction and, and a new path to take. So that's what I mean when I say create a new story. Learn from your old story and create a new version of you. Pivot. Change. Learn. Grow. Pivot again. Take chances. Try. Fail at something. Try again. This is how you can use your story to have an impact on the world. Are you sick of the corporate world? Stressed out? Depressed? A pivot that leads in, into you following that entrepreneurial dream you've always had could be therapeutic and healing to the soul. Everybody has dreams, but you have to be willing to take some risks. Well, And the alternative is is what? Do, do nothing? Watch the years go by or for some, the decades go by? Give up your dreams? Never knowing your potential? Never knowing another possible future? Accepting defeat? accepting regret, build a new life, create a new path, take control. Look, I was bored with what I was doing back in 2001. And when, and when the job went from bad to worse, I took control. If you have the opportunity and, and, and you have support of your spouse or significant other, then, then take control. With 365 days in the year, if you take a baby step each day toward your goal, towards your dream, then in a year's time, you'll be on a very different path towards turning your dream into a reality. Well, that's all I have for today. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out the free resources I have for you to help you to get started. Just go to tomclaremont.com slash resources. And if you want to dig a little deeper, you just click on the Power Tools button as well. Friends, as always, stay encouraged. Follow your dream and don't give up.